there, folks, and welcome to the biannual episode <laughs> of the Great Scott Cinema Club podcast with myself, Chris Toll, and my main man, Teasy. Teasy, how have you been since I saw you in your 21st? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there'd be no bad, mate. Hanging in there. Oh, Usual. You're, you're looking good for it. You're looking good for it, bro. <laughs> um, obviously, it's been a long time, but the reason being... Films were shite for ages, but in the past <laughs> couple of months they've went, right, we need to pull our socks up here. <laughs> so, That's what I was saying. We spent the whole the last episode slaughtering movies, but they're back. <laughs> the, last, the last few I've seen, I've been well impressed with them. Don't get me wrong, there's a few stinkers amongst the list here as well. <laughs> okay. Anyway, may as well just get started then, Keezy. In fact, not Aye, that, tell us a bit about your what you've been up to since the last time we spoke and been flying uh, about all over the world as usual you want me to start with that or do we end with that oh no no you can end with that story but you need to you need to tell the people oh right okay what you've been up to <laughs> what I mean, come on. Aye, so I was away in March to uh, Chicago but it was like Illinois we <laughs> but that's what it was it was actually Illinois I was in it was wee towns like Aye. It was like the Coat Bridge of Illinois, aye. It was like the town in Jaws, with the wee wooden houses and all that. And like oh, the. <laughs> it was like, what the hell am I doing here? Um, oh, it was minus, was it minus 10? And it, it, now you check the weather, it says currently minus 10, feels like minus 19. So I was like, enjoying friends when he's breaking up with that lassie <laughs> he's wearing about 10 jumpers <laughs> but um, one of the reasons was to go and see where the Field of Dreams was filmed so to do that had to get the bus to a wee town in Iowa and it was this was the middle of nowhere that's what Slipknot and oh, is it? aye aye <laughs> <laughs> and um I was in, in, in this wee town called Dubuque and there was one it was Sunday night and there was one one pub opened and I just sat at the bar and every single person that heard my accent either bought me a drink or a shot steaming oh, I was I spent $20 I was getting carried up the road one guy thought I was at it just to get the free drink he thought he's like, why the hell would a Scotsman come to this random pub in Iowa? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? But was it turned out a great night? I bet when you told him, um, he was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the not one person. A patch of grass. <laughs> not one person in the bar had ever been. Seriously? Why <laughs> 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 don't follow you the next day? <laughs> well, if you booked them, they would have came. <laughs> but, um, so I went to the, the Field of Dreams the house and that the next day right but a tip if you ever want to go and see a cornfield don't go in March it was like a bloody bowling green was it? <laughs> oh, no. but, the, the, no. but the baseball the diamond and that was there and the guy well a guy turned up dressed up as Shoeless Joe oh my god the, the, the tour guide and he takes you around the house and all that and but the music's playing as you go around the, the baseball diamond, the tear my. Aye. But <laughs> just fish the cornfield was there. 
Ah, oh, mate, if the cornfield was there, that would have just been the icing on the cake. But <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm I'm probably with Chris Bungard, and he's got his own like wee Instagram thing, uh, movie locations with Bungie. Aye. Goes all over the place, mate, honestly. <laughs> he's made a, made a story not unlike your story that you had in Jordan. Oh, his, his was in the favelas in Brazil. Oh, God. He went to see the Michael Jackson uh, statue in the favelas. Right. Held up Aye. at one point. <laughs> but if you hang with, if you want to listen to that story, listen to the, the podcast Leathered. Uh, it's, a, it's a good podcast, good. but some of the stories are tremendous. And Aye. I thought the story you told me was scary, but woof. No, <laughs> this guy's got balls. Aye, those guys can handle this, although I'm a, yeah, no, I'm they might a be joke. decent fighters, but can they punch a bullet out of me? <laughs> Great point, aye. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, uh, myself, what have I been up to? Uh, I've had loads of wrestling on and stuff like that, and aye. I've got a, got, a wee, got a wee project in the works now as well, which, fingers crossed, if it pulls off. Oh, definitely, mate. And it'll be... He'll be seeing a lot more of me, put it that way. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, anyway, do you know what else I've been doing, mate? I've took to going to um, markets. Aye? Aye. I can't get enough of it, man. Every time I bloody go to one, I'm a £100 lighter when I come out of it, but... <laughs> honestly, but it's great. It's, it's, do you know what it is? It's dead relaxing, man. Just walking about and having a wee look at all the, all the people's stuff and everything like that. And it's actually giving me a few ideas, man. I'm considering getting into the market game. And I'm not even kidding on. Aye. I've been looking up locations and everything. So... What is it, like food markets or is it like... Food markets or whatever, like vendors aye, aye. and stuff like that. But the ones that we tend to go to are, are food markets. Um, and like I said, it's the stuff that you get there, it's class. So you don't mind spending a wee bit more. Do you know what I mean? Aye, aye. And it's all small businesses and stuff like that. So keeping, keeping them taking over is a good thing as well. So aye, it's, if you can get a chance to, I would highly recommend going to them because... You don't realise how much you enjoy it until you're actually there. And uh, that's not a lie. I, right. I can't even help it. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm just getting old, Keezy. I think that's what I am. <laughs> you know I mean? If I could, uh, if I was allowed to walk around them with my slippers and that one, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, like I was saying before, the last, let's say, four months or something like that for movies, every single one I've watched, near enough, has been an absolute smasher. Aye, I'm the same. Uh, I, I've went to the pictures more this year than I did the whole of last year. Aye, what have you seen aye. so far? What have we this seen? year? We went to see Creed, didn't we? Aye, which we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. Uh, in fact, all four movies that I've went to see, we're, we're talking about them. So, And I only went to the pictures twice last year. That tells you all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> you are a movie demon. <laughs> you, love a, you love a movie and you love a Aye. trip to the cinema as well and I remember when Covid was, was happening and we were like ah oh, see the minute the pictures open back up I'm never going to be out of there I think I've been about two times we'll move on to the first film now I just want to get this one out of the way right it's this is a, a couple of couple of sentences. I'm saying every film I've watched been a belter. This one was not. Um, <laughs> late last year, uh, Winnie the Pooh was no longer copyrighted. It went into, what is it they call it, uh, public domain? 
been in. Oh, right, okay. Again. So somebody's taken the characters and decided to make a horror movie out of it. <laughs> it's called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Right? <laughs> and it's about Christopher Robin left them and went and got married and stuff like that. And he's telling his missus about how when he was a kid he had these friends that were animals and they could talk and all that. She doesn't believe him, so he decides to take her back to the forest. But when he gets back to the forest, Pooh and uh, Piglet have turned into absolute murderers. (laughs) 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 They've they've murdered Eeyore. Oh, no. Eeyore doesn't even make an appearance. He's dead right from the beginning. (laughs) And it's basically like a... It's not even a B movie, it's like a, a Z movie. <laughs> oh, God almighty. And it's really, really over-the-top violent as well. Right. So I think I lasted about 20 minutes and, and turned it off. I just... Curiosity get the better of me, mate. Aye. You know what I mean? But it, just, <laughs> it, was not, it was not for me. I turned it off. But another bear-related movie that I watched <laughs> was Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and... That gets slated, but I loved it. Honestly, I it was great. I enjoyed it from start to finish. It was just nonsense. You know what I mean? It Aye. wasn't. It wasn't overly violent. It was. It was funny in parts. Really, I was brilliant in it. It was an enjoyable film. And if you want to just sit down and put a film on that you don't need to have a fucking degree to understand, Aye. fire it, fire it on, and you'll enjoy it. For me, one of the poor zero out of five. Okay, there, <laughs> an easy three out of five. Three out of five, aye, definitely aye. worth a watch. Aye. Um, and there was a couple films that are free to watch for everyone, so, or if you're subscribed to that particular thing. Uh, one of them is Ghosted. Right. And it's Chris Evans and Anna de Alma. Aye, he's come up for and- TFI Friday, hasn't he? <laughs> is Anna um, the lassie for the uh, the Queen's Gambit no no that's Anna Taylor-Joy she's in the, uh, the Mario one no Anna Diama was in she was in the James Bond film she was only in it for about 10 minutes and she was the best thing in it she was in the um, oh, what's that Daniel Craig he's a detective and it's at the murder oh, of the I, house I Aye, she was in the first one of that, aye. And she played uh, Marilyn Monroe in that Netflix thing. She's a double uh, Margot Robbie, isn't she? Aye, she she looks some... I think she's the double of Gal Gadot. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up, aye. Gal Gadot, aye. Aye. I actually thought that was Gal Gadot um, when I've seen the trailers for Knives Out and that. I was exactly the same. I was like, I didn't realise Gal Gadot was that good an actress. It turns out it's no, no even a <laughs> lot. <laughs> um, this is a film. He, I think he works in a stall in a market, so you'll like it. Do you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he and she buys a, a cactus off him, and he asks her out, and he has the best day of his life. He takes her around some of the sites in DC, like the. Films. Here's where the Exorcist was filmed, and we'll go and see the Declaration of Independence, and and then she takes him to a live band karaoke night. I'm like, I've well, had this day many a time. I've had that exact day, and I was the bloody any Annie de Armas running about. <laughs> That's because it was Sansom that you were taking to all the, <laughs> all the, all the sites. 
<laughs> uh, so obviously he had the best Chris Evans is the best night of his life and uh, but then she ghosts him I thought you were going to tell me that she died and she came back as a ghost or something like that <laughs> <laughs> no it's just that she just doesn't return any of his texts that's what it is uh, it turns out <laughs> I don't mind Guy walks into a stadium, there's no a dry seat in the house. <laughs> and he's still punching <laughs> in this film. <laughs> but uh, it turns out she's a spy and I don't know, Some I, I'm surprised some of these things, a film like this gets made in this day and age. I, I, I could imagine the woke crowd going nuts about it because he basically uses Find My iPhone to track her down and finds out she's in London and just goes to London to meet her and he's had one date with her. She's not a very good spy, is she? <laughs> oh, no, it was, it was actually the cactus that she bought. There's a tracker in it. So that was, it's a bit damn telling. He's, 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 his behaviour's are verging on psychotic. That might actually be Chris Evans, CTFI, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's one of these films. We've seen it a million times, but it, it's a fun watch. She's awesome she's an ass kicking spy and as soon as the film started I was like I, I bet you there's a scene where they have to go to a glitzy ball and she turns up looking a billion dollars and of course that scene's in it <laughs> um, aye so it's it's predictable but enjoyable and if you've got Apple TV then it's worth your time it's uh, a 3 out of 5 3 out of 5 for ghosted Aye. What else have we got? There's a new, uh, another one here, uh, The Menu. Now, Aye. the reason that we're talking about that is because this is this is on Amazon, am I right? Netflix. Disney. 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 Aye. Aye. And again, another film that you don't, I, I never read anything about it. I didn't know what I was getting into when I was watching it, but I had heard a few people saying, I watched The Menu and it wasn't what I was expecting, but I really enjoyed it. Aye. Um, and it's basically a movie that's set in one room and it's about uh, this exclusive restaurant that you need to get ferried out to it's on an island right. um, Ray Fiennes plays the, the head chef and he is tremendous and oh he's brilliant he's absolutely brilliant isn't it? and you've got all it, it, no it, it turns I don't really want to ruin it for anybody that's not seen it no it's got kind of saw vibes about it <laughs> you know what I mean? Aye, it's like yes. I, I don't know if I like anybody in this film apart from uh, Lana Taylor Joy's the last it's in this one. She's brilliant. Uh, she's great. Aye. Uh, it's as uh, you say, it just you don't want to say too much, but it's a completely different film from what it starts out to be. Aye, a hundred percent. You know what it's like. I remember the first time I watched uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Aye, aye. And it just kind of halfway through the movie changes to something so far left field for what you started watching. Aye. That's what this is as well. But without getting too far into it, I would definitely give this film a four out of, four out of five for me. Because aye. it just it, it snuck up on me and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. So if, if you're a fan of food... <laughs> <laughs> and hellish murder then you'll do this for me, right? so <laughs> get it get it uh, I'll, 
I'll give it three and a half. Three and a half out of five. This one. Another one that I kind of switched off as well was Smile. Um, the what I will say about Smile was the kind of viral marketing that they done for it was incredible. Right. Did you, did you see any of it? I can picture the, the film poster of the last he's smiling, but I don't know anything about it. The, the, the marketing that they done for it, they paid for actors to go to sporting events, like baseball, American football and stuff like that, and just right. stand, just stand and smile. And not the, they're behind, the, <laughs> they're behind like, the catcher and stuff like that, so whenever the pitcher's pitching, you can see the person in the background just standing with this maniacal, smile on their face oh it's my brilliant God. because obviously a lot of people are like that look at this person and then that spreads through social media and stuff like that right. and that's the reason why I watched the film the film did not live up to the expectations at all particularly unsettling but no substance to it right no it was a bit like it follows except nowhere near as good that right, okay. follows was a lot better so if you enjoy that follows maybe give this a watch but it's nowhere it's not on the same level as that follows so smile another one that I turned off one out of five <laughs> another one that we watched uh, this just it's went straight to sky this film right because mm-hmm. normally that's maybe a red flag mm-hmm. it went straight to sky but um it's directed by Zach Braff, and it's called A Good Person. All right. And I know I loved Garden State, but I don't think you ever... Uh, I did. Uh, you I watched, did. Uh, watched Garden State. I liked it, but I didn't love it, and I was a huge fan of Scrubs, so I was a wee bit right. cheated. But I, All right, it's, a film, it's a film I should go back and watch again. Aye, uh, well, it's, it's always been one of my favourites. Um, and it been recommended to me, this film, as well. It's Florence uh, Pugh and Morgan Freeman. And the two of them are acting their socks yeah, off in it. Perfect forms in the machine. You know, it's the last year that played the page in the, 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 the film about the wrestler page. Oh, right, that's how, that's how I remember her name. Aye. And she's in that, and she's in the. Oh, she's in that a Black Widow film. She's her sister in it. She's a superstar in the making, I think. She, she's, she's brilliant in it, and Morgan Freeman's brilliant. And what it's about is she's engaged. Uh, looks as if she's living her best life and then she's she's the driver of a car that's in an accident and her future sister-in-law and her future sister-in-law's husband die in that in the car crash so she just completely falls off the rails she breaks up with her fiance she gets addicted to opioid uh, painkillers just mm-hmm. falls off the rails and then she's trying to get her life back together and she goes to an AA meeting and Morgan Freeman's at the AA meeting, and Morgan Freeman's the dad of the the lassie that died in the car crash, and blames Florence Pugh, and then and then somehow they strike up a, an unlikely friendship, and it just goes for there. And the acting's off the charts; it's 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 brilliant. Oh, it's Morgan Freeman, mate. What I mean? He's he's still one of the best going. Hi. <laughs> Uh, he's at the top of his game here. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, it's emotional and, and a tear a few times, but not over not over the top stuff. It's uh, uh, it's definitely worth your time. Um, as I said, it's on Sky Cinema. Uh, and I'll give that four out of five. What was the name of it again? Uh, a Good Person. 
a good person, right? And that's available on Sky. Yeah, get that watch then. Um, so that was a four out of five. That's that's a that's a big number for you. You're not usually quite as generous as that. <laughs> you might be hearing that number a lot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll move on to the next one's one that we've both watched, and it's uh, a man named Otto and a man called. Oh. A man called Otto. Get your favourite actor in it. <laughs> uh, he's won me over again. One of the reasons was for this, but the other reason was, uh, did you see when Bruce played uh, Bruce Springsteen played Barcelona? I didn't, man. No. no uh, so the night I was there was night one, and uh, Barack Obama and Steven Spielberg were there, and Michelle Obama came on for Glory Days with the tambourine and dancing and all that. It was brilliant. And uh, the second night, Tom Hanks and his wife were there. And there's video footage of Tom Hanks standing singing every word to every song. Just right. with the normal punters, he's taking selfies with them. He's having the time of his life. And I'm like, what a guy. Right. <laughs> he's got to pull his reputation out the bin with you. And, uh, <laughs> I've, I've always loved Hanks, you know. And I'll have to take my last day. Tom Hanks is one of the greatest actors to ever set foot on a set. <laughs> I like I'll agree with you. Over the past few years he's been I think he's been taking the easy the easy checks. Aye. I mean but for some reason I don't know why, I just decided I'm gonna watch a man called Otto. And I sat down and I watched it and I loved it. Thought it was brilliant, man. You know, like you said, it's the kind of film that wouldn't really get made. Nowadays, you know what I mean? He's like a grumpy old man. He, he kind of reminded me Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino, except Aye. not a horrendous racist. Do you know what I mean? That's this kind of one that you don't really expect. You know what I mean? What, what, you think it's just going to be all oh, these neighbours have moved in and they're going to be at loggerheads for a while and then they're going to be they're going to be pals. But there's, there's layers to this film, man, definitely. Aye, there is. I don't think there's a, a single moment that made me, like, ball my eyes out, but there's, there seemed to be a tear in my eye for, like, 99% of the film. for most of the film, I know. <laughs> Sad watching it, and uh, obviously I'm not, we're not going to say anything about what happens, but... No. That's the one drawback of doing this, because you can't get writing about it when it's the new films, do you know what I mean? I know. Um, you, can, you can talk about films that have come out in 1997, but uh, anybody <laughs> ask about this, this film hasn't heard it and I'm like no. I need to get it watched so that's why we're talking about it so people watch it aye but that's what um, I'm saying you can't get into the nitty gritty no it's just <laughs> he plays an old an old oh, grumpy man he gets new neighbours and mm-hmm. the woman who's uh, her name in it's Marisol I don't know who the actress is or anything like that but she's, she's absolutely phenomenal in it aye. she's the heart and soul of the film um I like, Aye, it's, the, it's I like the, the neighbour guy that's like the helper, the guy that Aye, helps, the, helps the women at the end of the street. I like him, I think he was brilliant in this as well. <laughs> and we paper boy. Paper oh, aye, aye. But there's a lot of likeable characters in it. I mean, you're right, it's hard to go into it without ruining it, but mm-hmm. it's definitely one. Please watch it. I think it's on. I think it will come on to streaming soon. I, I bought it off Amazon. I rented it for a fiver, but I think you'll, you'll get it via one ninety nine, or you can wait a couple of months and it'll come on for free. In fact, I think it's coming on Netflix. I think it's coming Is on it? Netflix. Aye. That's good then. 
That's good. I'm, I'm as I've made their money off it then. So <laughs> I put off onto Netflix now. <laughs> no, but it's, it's definitely worth a watch. It's it's a good old fashioned story driven movie. Aye. And character driven as well. Do you know what I mean? So Aye. And he's back to his best in it. It's, he's, it's my favourite film he has in a long time. Aye. Unreal. So Tom Hanks, a man called Otto. Is that a four as well, Keezy? It was I. I'll go for a four on that one as well then. <laughs> so the, the the next few films, I think we we watched this one together. We watched Creed three, aye, together in the cinema. Yeah, you and I and Kean went to see it. And Kean, as he always does when he watches a film that he likes, yeah, decides that it's the greatest film that's ever been made. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> I thought it was way better than Creed two. Aye. But there was a lot of a lot of parts of it where I was like ah you know what I mean? Like yeah. I know. Um I thought it was just it, 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 it did exactly what you thought it was gonna do. There was no surprises really, was there? Apart but I, I thought the two sequence in, fight at the end. Aye, uh, I know, that was a bit weird it was a mm. weird choice, but I thought the two in together were brilliant. Aye. He's some actor, uh, the guy that was playing the, the villain on this one. Hey, Jonathan Majors, aye, but I think that's the last we'll see of him, it sounds yet. Aye, is he cancelled? He's, he's the one that's been cancelled, aye, that they're having to replace in the, the MCU. He was meant to be the big baddie. For? I think there's been all, all sorts of allegations come out against oh, him. For fuck's sake, man. I don't, I, I don't, I don't really know. I didn't. I hate reading that shit. I know. But I think, uh, I think he's a goner. <laughs> I think he's boy it. Well, he's oh. probably made his money off that film anyway, and he was in, was he not in oh, uh, Black Panther as well? Black Panther 2? Uh, no, it was Ant-Man and the Wasp, and he was in that, the, the Loki TV show. But I wasn't convinced with him in that, but after seeing him in this, I was like, oh, the sky's the limit for this guy. Aye, in terms of... Especially, I think my... Eh? It was the limit for him. <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan as well I'm a big fan of him I think he's brilliant Aye Aye So am I Still not happy about What they've done to Sly To be honest with no. you No But It's just that it, Essentially what's happened to him Is what happened to Rocky In Rocky Five. No <laughs> kind of stole his legacy off him But Aye uh, What would you What would you give Creed Three Three out of five I'll go for three out of five as well For Creed Remember the guy behind us so, oh, that was a load of shite. Aye, that's right. And I was like, well, what is it you thought that you were coming to watch when you signed up to go and see a, 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 a Creed, a Rocky film? Aye, maybe he thought he was going <laughs> to see Creed, the band. No, there was no surprises. It, it, that's, no. what, that's what it says in the tin, mate. You know, when there, if you've been a fan of the Rocky movies or anything, you know that you're not going to go up. You're not going to see the, the reincarnation of fucking Gone with the Wind or something like that. You know, <laughs> it, it, you know what you're going to see? And if Aye. you go in and then complain about it, then you're a mug. So Aye, the guy that was sitting definitely. behind us, you're a mug. <laughs> so I <laughs> one yesterday. And, All right, okay. Um, it's called Paint. And it's Orson, right. and uh, I thought it was uh, a Bob Ross biopic. I saw that. Is uh, it not? It's, it's not. 
No, it's definitely, definitely not. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, I think Bob Ross's estate's going to be in touch then. <laughs> I, by the way, you're not kidding, honestly. Was, <laughs> but this was like Anchorman with not as many laughs. Kind of along the same storyline as Anchorman. Uh, basically what happens is he's got a public access painting show. Right, and all, all the old buddies and all that tune in every day, and he's the highest rated uh, program on the station, but the station's going under. So they try to come up right. with more, more things, and they ask him to do two hours a week rather than the one, or two hours a day rather than the one or whatever. He says, no. He says, I'll do anything, but if I paint two paintings, then my paintings go down in value because I'm producing more of them. Aye. Right? So they bring, in this, they bring in this young, up-and-coming female artist. Oh, right, okay. Like I says, it's like Anchorman, you know what I mean? Aye, aye. And, and uh, it's all about how he's had a past love that works in the station, but she's decided that she's going to move away, and that's the that's the backstory about the love. Right love story kind of thing but she ends up going with this young woman one right as well so right. it's like a love triangle kind of thing but it's it's not great it's a it's an easy watch but it's well i would i don't think i'll ever watch it again it was just no it was just there it was there and like i said right. i thought it was something to do with bob ross so i stuck it on right. and ended up watching the whole lot yeah but owen wilson's good in it as you'd expect uh right. sorry it's it's worth a watch if you've not got anything else on Right. And then if they brought out a sequel, I wouldn't bother Mars with it. So. Nah, right, okay. <laughs> nah, it doesn't seem like anything I'll ever watch in. Nah, I definitely know. What about your what, What's your ratings? Oh, two. Eight, two. <laughs> so there's two more I watched that you haven't seen, and then there's three that we both, we've both seen. So leave the three at the end. I go for it. So what's the two that you've watched that I've not seen? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It's on my watch list. Loved it. Uh, Chris Pine and uh, Michelle Rodriguez is in this one. The two of them team up to save Chris Pine's daughter from the Hugh Grant's the bad guy in it. Aye. And they also have to get a tablet. They're looking for this tablet that will bring his wife back to life. Right. Right. But it's all it's set in like the a mist, the mystical Dungeons and Dragons. It's it's real. It's based on the game, and I think they showed it to like, people that love the game Aye. and those people loved the film said that it, it did a Dungeons and Dra- a Dragons quest justice it was a good interpretation of it um, I, I mean I loved the cartoon when I was young Hugh uh, yeah. Grant's the baddie and he's he, he's brilliant and he looks as if he's having a ball it's like kind of like Alan Rickman as the sheriff he's like Aye. Chewing it up, basically oh, I'm hamming it up <laughs> the last two things I've seen Hugh Grant and he's been absolutely brilliant I watched the gentleman, and he was tremendous in the gentleman. I thought, aye. But aye, playing, he was playing a gay journalist. Oh, aye, that's right. Aye, playing aye. camp and all, aye, he was brilliant. Aye. But yeah, aye, he's 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 great in this, and there's something. There's always something happening. There's always some sort of thing to slay or some quest to do, and you're never bored. And it's really funny as well. Um, I think this Pine's great, man, and I, I absolutely love this film. It was even. Uh, even I want and these type of films they haven't they've been few and far between recent years so Aye. 
I think I, I think it's done well, and I think it'll get a sequel or two. Um, uh, it was great stuff. Uh, it's going to be one of the ones, but they bring out the sequel and none of the original cast are in it. It's all pure jokers. Uh, oh, maybe. <laughs> movies. I <laughs> like a sci-fi movie with Dean Cain in it or something. <laughs> Shark Cable versus Octopus. <laughs> but, but this is it's just something like the first Guardians movie. It, that that kind of feel like the ragtag bunch that all different characters that you like and mm-hmm. all witty jokes and in a good adventure film. Uh, I thought it, I can't recommend it highly enough. It, it was great. Everybody I know that's seen it loved it. So Aye. that's good enough for me. Last year, uh, watch list. I'll take you in to see it, or we'll watch it when it comes out. Aye, so, uh, yeah. four out of five. Four out of five for uh, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Aye, and then the other one, the other film I went to see in the pictures uh, was another film right up my alley. It was The Musketeers. Oh, aye. It's the the new French, the new French one. Um, so it's uh, subtitles, but it is great. Um, it's, I mean, it's a faithful adaptation of the the book. But what they've done is they it's split over two films. They, they shot them at the same time. And they spent a hundred million on them, all, all, all over the two. So I think that they've done it right because I think if they if they released one film that they spent a hundred million on, I don't think they would get their money back. But if they put the first film out and then word of mouth gets to everybody, I think if you watch the first one, you'll you'll be in the queue for the second one. I think it was that All good. Right. Uh, really? If you like the Busketeer stuff, it's probably the best adaptation I've seen. Um, that Vincent Cassel, he plays. Athos, you knew him. I didn't know who he was, but he was brilliant in it. Absolutely fantastic. And Eva Green, I didn't know she was French until this film. I thought she was an English rose. I was like, I didn't know she was French either. Nah, I always thought there was a weird accent there, but I, I didn't realise that she was French. I was like, why the hell is she in a, a French film? Her name should be Eva Vert. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, so. It, it was it was good stuff. The, the second part comes out in December, so I hope that word of mouth goes round enough that everybody watches the first one in time. I, I totally recommend it. Uh, old there's no CGI or anything like that. It's just that it's an old school old school filmmaking. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it was great stuff. Uh, and again, four out of five. <laughs> four out of five. There we go. So there's, there's been more hits and misses this time, but we're moving on to the three big ones now. Three films that I went to see in the cinema. There you go. Hi. Hi, <laughs> pretty recently. Um, you've seen them all as well, am I right? Hi. Mm-hmm. Right, so we'll go with Scream 6. Um, yep. Obviously, if you've listened to past episodes, you'll know that I'm a, I'm a huge Scream mark. I love, love the Scream films. <laughs> and I watched all five of them in the lead up to, to this one coming out. Did you? Uh, Aye. And it's a different type of Scream movie, definitely. Aye. Ghostface in this is a relentless, remorseless, Aye. absolute murdering machine that doesn't care who sees him doing what or where he does it. <laughs> this is like, you know what it's like? It's as if someone's trying to recreate Scream. And I know that that's the whole point of it, but see if this happened in real life, this is what it would be like. If you know what I mean, they've actually managed to smash it now. The whole film, I thought, was tremendous right up until the end. And I thought, obviously (laughs) no spoilers, I thought the reveal was 
piss poor. I really did think it was poor. Like I said, 95% of the film is brilliant. Aye. And it's, oh, I was loving it. It's let down by the ending. So if they had if they had managed to get a strong ending, then this would probably have went in as the second best installment of Scream. Aye. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I've seen I've seen them all, but I'm not as big a fan as you, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I thought it was great. I th- thought the, the, the first couple of killings, I was like, Jesus. Aye, the one in the other, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what I mean, he was like, really, really violent when he was like, really Aye. And, and, and she's a top actor. I, I won't I put this in. I won't. I won't put this in the, the, the podcast. But she's a top I, actress. I thought. I know. Well, here's the star. It's unusual to have the star at the start of the movie. And you know, I've seen any of the other movies. I know. <laughs> I just didn't think at any point that she, she was in trouble. As soon as she walked on, I was like, she's done for. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's as if I'd never fucking seen one before, but... Um... You need to leave that in, mate. <laughs> you need to leave that in. <laughs> Aye, but I suppose it's not really a spoiler because anybody else would know, will know. Anybody, anybody that's seen the screen movies knows the first good-looking woman that walks on the screen is only lasting about 10 seconds. <laughs> know that? <laughs> Aye, it was good to see uh, Hayden Panettiere. Mm-hmm. Um, she was good in it. Uh, she she was looking well. I know she's been through hell and back. So, uh, what she, happened to Because she disappeared she, for a long time. She, Post, what do you call that? She had a baby, but she had the... Oh, postnatal depression. Aye, she had that. Aye, aye, and she actually had to give up custody of her kid to the boxer, the Klitschko. Aye, and she she fell apart. Alcohol or drugs or whatever. In fact, I'm not even sure what it was, so I don't want to say that. But aye, it was good. Hayden Hayden listens to us religiously. (laughs) (laughs) But I I like the the main actress in it. The the main star thing. She's excellent. Uh, Jenna Ortega as well. Was class. Aye, Um, but I know I thoroughly enjoyed it. As you say. Up to a certain point, aye. It does get let down a wee bit. Aye, so for Scream, me personally, I'm going to get three out of five. But I did enjoy it, but the ending let, let, it, let me down. I'll, aye. I'll, I'll go three out of five as well. I think the ending had a bit, of, a bit of the saws about it as well. Well, the person that's revealed as the killer just comes into this hammock. Oh, can't, forgot who he is. Oh my can't God. Even string a sentence together, man. <laughs> <laughs> this person's forgotten how to act. No, it's ten minutes. <laughs> He's well better when he was under the mask. <laughs> what was? What did you give scream? Uh, three, same as you. Same as me. So uh, three out of ten. No, three out of five for Gigi <laughs> on Scream Six. Um, and that moves us on to the next one, which is we'll go with Mario. Aye. Super Mario Bros. That's it. What can you say about it? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going to watch it after Muzzy's review. Muzz said it was no bad. And I was like, ah, well, that's not what everybody else thought. I'm I'm disappointed with that. I'm not going to watch it. And then you gave me your verdict. And I was like, ah, right, I'm going to watch it. And 
I think Muzz is the same as that guy who was sitting behind us at C3. <laughs> what the hell were you expecting? Maybe he this... watched the first Super Mario Bros. movie. Land with Bob Hoskins and Joel Leguizamo or whatever the hell you call uh... <laughs> it. He's in that menu, I forgot, by the way. He's in the menu. Oh, so he is. Aye, but, uh, mate, see, if I turned it on until it finished, I was sitting with a smile on my face the whole Aye. I loved it. <laughs> so did that. There's, there's so many options for them, mate, as well. Oh, aye. Keen's told me apparently the next one that they're doing is Luigi's Haunted Mansion. Oh, are they? Aye. So right, okay. I don't know are if we? that's confirmed or not, but he right. tends to have his finger on the pulse with stuff like that. So <laughs> I absolutely love it. See, that. if the, the whole film is just aimed in the Chuckle Brothers stuff with their plumbing, aye. they were just going from house to house doing plumbing jobs. I just star loved it. Mate, I wanted that, more that, of that. That scene in the uh, with the dog and the uh, <laughs> the pipe world. Man, I was killing myself laughing at it. <laughs> and there was a, there's a few jokes in there for the boys and dads as well. Aye, uh, definitely. So, definitely, aye. See if you even if you sit down and watch it with your kids, man. Anybody that's a a kind of vintage, well, Super Mario Bros. When you were growing up, that was a video game that everybody everybody played and everybody enjoyed, but. Aye. This film, like me and Sammy and Keen sat and watched it, and the three is absolutely loved it. I, Aye, so I thought fun. Jack Black as Bowser was tremendous. Oh, uh, brilliant! And do you know what? I didn't even notice that Mario didn't have the accent. No. Jeez, that's no, what I thought he's going on about. Why? Why is he not get the accent? Why is he not get the accent? It, I thought uh, Chris Pratt was brilliant. Right. So did that. Aye. Um, um, I thought he. Charlie I, I wanted more of Donkey Kong. I thought he was great. Well, I think I Donkey him. Kong gets his own movie. Oh, he's got to. Aye. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Charlie Day as well, who done the voice. Uh, was he Toad or was he Luigi? I Toad, aye. I wanted more of Luigi as well, actually. Aye, but Luigi had been kidnapped. If they had done it with the princess, then you would have got Alice, you know. Uh, oh, <laughs> I know, aye. Yeah. No, Charlie Day was, sorry, Charlie Day was Luigi, you're right. Aye. Aye. I thought so. Keegan-Michael Key was Toad. So he was, he was brilliant as well. It's, see if you've been on the fence about watching this, just watch it. Take your no, pictures and see it. It's, it's brilliant. Aye. It's, uh, it's, absolutely. You know it's the best cartoon movie I've seen since Toy Story. There you go. Aye. 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 Both. I, I can't think of... Another one that, that I've enjoyed as much. Now, don't get me wrong, there's better ones out there, but I really enjoyed this one. I sat down and, I, and, and it held my attention the whole time it was on. Pure nostalgia. Laughing my ass off. What I say is there was jokes there for the adults, there's jokes there for the kids as well. It's something that the, the whole family can enjoy together. So um, Brilliant. If, if you've been on the fence for it, get it watched. I'm getting it five. There you are. Ah, you go. Oh, great! So enjoyable, and it's 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 done brilliant as well. It's it's went over a billion already, and there's no preaching to you. There's none of that nonsense. It's just a great family film. Uh, it was brilliant. Uh, I'll give it four and a half. It's it's good. There's wee things as well. I see there's there's uh, wee like Easter eggs for the for the parents and for the adults and stuff like. That. Aye, so get it watched anyway, troops. Get it watched. Oh, definitely. Great stuff. So, uh, we'll move on to the last movie in the list here. This is a big one. Aye. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. 
by the way, which completely snuck up on me. Hadn't seen any trailers, didn't know it was coming out or anything, which is bizarre. <laughs> and uh, I noticed one of my mates saying, oh, I went to see Guardians 3. Brilliant. I was like, oh, Christ, it's out. So we went the next night, me and Keen went to see it. And Aye. again, just uh, it was brilliant. The first 10 minutes dragged a wee tiny bit. Right, okay. And then... When I went on for there, it was it was just class. It was like it fleshed out more of the characters. You, it was it seemed like they put a nice bow on what for me is a great trilogy. Aye, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> Even though there was a couple of things that had happened, I'm like, wait, what? Since when is Peter and that lassie brother and sister? So that was that was through. Was that the... It was the the Christmas special. Was it? Which I didn't watch. I didn't watch it. No, this is still a trilogy. Oh, 100%, man. (laughs) As a a standalone three-movie set, this is as good as there's been in a long time. Aye. With the exception of maybe the Dark Knight trilogy, but I think the third one let that down. I would say this is the strongest uh, superhero trilogy that, that there's been. Each film's brilliant. All three of them are are class. And they're three completely different stories as well. So, And the way it ends and stuff like that, like I say, it's put a nice wee bow on it. It's a proper blockbuster movie that you go to the cinema. And like you said, the person behind us talking about Creed, anybody that I passed by that was talking about it when we left the cinema was just raving about it. So, These films, they're just great fun, isn't it? It's just... Well, it's like, what the hell have Marvel been doing when they're sitting on this? And it just shows you what great written characters, none of the characters forced on you. You decide for yourself whether you like them or not. I know. Um, and they're, they're all brilliant their own way. Look, Batista is tracks, man. Every time that guy's on screen, I'm howling at him. I know. He's and phenomenal. Not just howling, laughing at him this, this time. Aye. There's a, a few <laughs> I mean, oh, there's, it's an emotional film as well, aye. It definitely is, mate. I was, I was in the see the times. <laughs> see the rocket stuff? Oh. That's the type of film that Disney should be making now. Because those, those characters that you, well, you barely get news, to know about. It was Disney that made it. Ah, oh, well, aye, I know, I know, aye. <laughs> you know what I mean, no, like... I like... The shit that they've been churning out. Bambi, like Bambi stuff and stuff like that. Aye, aye. A standalone movie for Rocket, just about that story. That it, would have, it would have been brilliant. I know. Even but all the other stuff was great and all, like... Didn't think it was going to be as good as, as what it was. I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought the... Well... Two of my all-time favourite songs made the soundtrack, so I was delighted. Every every yeah. minutes like that. Soundtrack for us is brilliant. Soundtrack for us is brilliant. Come on, you. I loved it as well. And, and it goes back to what we're saying. See, a right good soundtrack as well. It adds yeah, I, so much to a movie. It really does. But Definitely. Yeah, Guardians of Galaxy, I could watch them all day, man. They're brilliant, brilliant films. Aye. So it was good to see that they, they finished off strongly. Aye, Def, because the first one was a game changer. Aye. Wasn't it? It was it like, was. who the hell are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Then what the mouth went round and then you went to the pictures. I've not had as much fun at the pictures and that in a long time. I know. Second one was good, but not as good. And the third one's a perfect ending. 
Aye, definitely. Definitely a strong trilogy for for Marvel uh, heading into this new whatever <laughs> phase five or whatever we're on now. Ah, uh, whatever the hell it is. I be well, I was all superheroed out, but they they Aye. brought me back in. So we'll definitely, what happens going forward. Definitely. Anyway, uh, what are you going? I'll go four. Aye, I'll go four as well. Aye, so, uh, <laughs> Which means to... Mario, Mario get the best for me. Well, well, and you, actually. I could sit down and watch it again. <laughs> oh, the thing I was going to talk about was the song yeah. in it. What about oh, the Bowser song? <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> uh, but you're, you're not getting a Jack Black uh, movie without some sort of mad song. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I thought it was great I, I really did and what you said the uh, the song and everything was class and the, the voice uh, the voice acting for pretty much all of the characters was on point so definitely uh, you can't really argue with it they, they gave as good a Super Mario Bros movie as they could have in your wildest dreams <laughs> it'd be that as good as that so they start can't wait to hear Muzzy's reviews of everything else uh-huh. what about the Godfather Muzz ah it's not bad well we'll get on to that later on Keezy alright right so um, that, that brings to an end the, the review section of the show so normally what we'll do here is we'll move on to uh, the, the trailer game <laughs> The first one we're going to talk about here is The Flash, which Aye. brings back something that everybody of our age has been Aye. playing AC for the last 25 <laughs> years or somewhere, and it's <laughs> coming back as Batman. Now, Michael Keaton's in it, Ben Affleck's in it, because they're doing a kind of multiverse kind of gimmick just now. Aye. I think you maybe might see Christian Bale pop up as a is a surprise oh, for God's sakes I, I really do <laughs> I think you might um, if they can somehow pull off Jack Nicholson or something like that as well and they're just oh. putting it in the, in the trailers but the storyline for what I can get for the trailer is Flash realises that he can go back in time if he runs fast enough right mm-hmm. so he decides he's going to go back in time save Martha and Tom Wayne because he save his own mum and dad I, no but he, he, he's in the trailer he says that he can bring back Martha and Thomas Wayne as well so that like, he's speaking is that what's happening he's, he's speaking to Ben Affleck as well so I don't know if that's oh, right. like a big a big impact on the, the whole Batman universes which ones is that the, right, okay. the thing that made them become Batman so if he brings them aye, aye. world without Batman aye you know what I mean so as with any time travel movie something's going to happen which messes up the timeline so as you can see Zod's in it um, nice. Supergirl's in it um, mm-hmm. and we'll see who else is going to be in it uh, when we actually watch the film but I got really overly excited about this when I watched the trailer <laughs> oh well I it's everything that we want really in it it just looks brilliant I know, I know. Michael um, Keaton what a guy exactly. I'm Batman <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen him before. 
I hope it's as good as it can be. I think a lot of people are saying it is great. Aye. Um, well, do you know what? It must be good because they're stuck by this guy. Even Aye. though he's quite clearly one of the biggest screwballs that's ever existed. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, if, Aye, it's if a great point, Aye. Him, he must have. It must be some film. <laughs> no, they're no fear to pull the rug out. They've done it by uh, Batgirl. They made the full film. Oh, and just went that. And Keaton was in that as well, and they did the whole thing. And uh, your man that's just won the, the Oscar, Brendan Fraser, he was in it as well. Oh, so he was, uh, You know what I mean? So him coming off the back of an Oscar, it <laughs> should sell enough tickets to... Uh, God, that film must have been atrocious. <laughs> 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 it must have been so bad. <laughs> uh, the Flash, for me, is 100% a thumbs up. Oh, it's and a thumbs up. Opening weekend when it comes out, no doubt about it. I'll definitely be going to see it, aye. Aye, without a doubt. So, uh, The Flash, thumbs up for me and Keezy. The next one we're going to talk about, Gran Turismo. Again, another video game movie which I had no idea was getting made until the trailer no. popped up on my on my screen, and it's based on a true story as well. Aye, I seen this tra- this trailer was going down my Twitter timeline. And I'm like, ah, what the hell's that rubbish? I just completely wrote it, wrote it off, and then you sent me it, and then I looked at it. I was like, ah, this looks good. <laughs> I know, know mate. It's like what like I say is I had no idea. It's a true story. I didn't know they were making a movie. Can't about believe it. it. And it's about a boy that trained himself out to be a race car driver by playing the PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't know the ins and outs yet. I've not looked up the story or anything like that. No, no, no. Wasted for me, but it's a film that I'll definitely watch. Don't get me wrong; it's no. I need to get to the pictures to see this. Oh no, no! But it's a film that, when it becomes more readily available, I would definitely watch. Um, So. That means for me it's a thumbs in the middle because a thumbs up's the cinema, Aye. thumbs in the middle's a house, thumbs down's not on your nelly. So thumbs in the middle. Thumbs in the middle. Thumbs in the middle that moves us on to the next one, which is another licensed uh, <laughs> film. It's something that I didn't expect that I would have wanted to see, but when I watched the trailer, I was laughing away at the trailer. Oh, so, so was I. So uh, we're talking about Barbie, which sees uh, <laughs> Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling as Aye. Barbie and Ken. But obviously there's 10 different types of Barbie, 10 different types of Ken. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even, the, even the trailer for this had jokes for the adults so that, you know, what well, this Aye. isn't just going to be for the wains, this is for news as well. So bring your kids along kind of thing it, it's definitely it's, Sammy's a big Barbie fan Do like the way I am with Masters of the Universe she's a big right, okay, aye, aye. So she like when I showed her the trailer she's like ah, will we go and see it I was like ah, of course we'll go and see it do you know what I mean so aye. it's a film that is, for me it's getting a thumbs up because I will go and see this in the cinema but not only that I think it looks really really good it, it looks better it looks than I would have ever imagined that a Barbie aye. film would look so, it, it, I think it looks brilliant, but I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going to pictures to see it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute creep. Sitting on the back with your long coat on. You don't even need to get a clock showing, so there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I definitely want to see it. Definitely. Um, I was laughing my ass off at the the, the yeah. trailer. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling looks brilliant in it. Aye, he does, doesn't he? Aye, he's like, he's like, uh, maybe we should have a sleepover. She's like, she's like, why? He's like, because uh, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. She's like, do what? He's like, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. It was really funny, man. Was, like I said, there's quite clearly going to be laughs for the adults and for the kids, so. They, they see me, I thought the right chord to it. So, aye, Barbie's going to be a thumbs up for me. Thumbs in the middle for Keezy. Uh, th- thumbs in the middle for me, sad, sadly. <laughs> so, is there any other tales that you wanted to talk about? No, I think that, I think that was them. Uh, we'd already yeah. spoke about Indy and, and things like that. Oh, I've seen that trailer about a million times and I get angrier every time it comes on. Mate, How I are these films still getting made? I heard like, in the radio it was saying, oh... Fast and Furious 10's coming out, they're getting back to their racing routes. I was like, oh, are they? Cool. <laughs> That'll be good. Put on the trailer. What was the guy <laughs> in the radio talking about? You know what I mean? It's like, and it's got every action. It's like the Expendables now. Aye. Aye. It's got uh, Jason Statham. It's got uh, Aquaman. What do you call him again? Aye, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Oh. Vin Diesel. I'm sure the rock will pop up at some point. Oh, probably, aye. Mental. It's just like... And, like, the next one they make, Jason Momoa will be the good guy in it because no, there's no comeuppance for the baddies. There's no. there's, there's just know. nothing at stake. It's just I know. It's absolute trash. It's tripe. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, there's been a, there's been a few instalments of the Fast and the Furious like the one that I watched on the flight to Vegas and back to Vegas, uh, I was that messed up <laughs> on the flight to Vegas. I forgot I'd watched it. But I, <laughs> I see, see when I seen the trailer for this. I went, you know what? I'm going to stick on Fast Nine, and I'll see. Um, I turned it off. Aye. I turned. Did it you off even get to the bit that was in dro- space? No. I drove off a cliff, and an airplane came down and magneted itself to the car and flew. <laughs> and I just went, ah, man. And also, right, see what we're talking about, uh, the mega, uh, the multiverse and all of that with DC, right? That's all more believable than this. These people Hello? are drag racers, right? And now they're international espionage <laughs> detectors. <laughs> it, what? <laughs> Mate, I didn't even know Kurt Russell was in it. Right, and uh, he was in the, the few, few ago, wasn't he? Aye, Seven, he's, I no, he was in the ninth one there as well. What was like, he in that? And all well, got Russell's in it. I should be good. I didn't even get to see him. That's <laughs> <laughs> how that's how quickly nah. I, 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 people I, are eating this stuff up. Though it's it's because they've not got two brain cells to rub together. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why you don't get movies like A Man Called Otto anymore. Because everybody wants True. instant gratification with action and explosions and big hunky men and women with chebs falling at the top and do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, nobody bothers their ass with this, the actual art of making a movie anymore. Nah. You know what I say? Is it's all instant gratification and it's boring. And just have know, a child driving down the bloody Hoover Dam. <laughs> Driving <laughs> down the Hoover Dam is something that could possibly be a reality. A car going into space 
with ludicrous at the wheel <laughs> is not something that that is possible to happen. <laughs> and see when I'm enjoying uh, what Super Mario Bros and stuff like that and uh, Creed and what have you what else have we talked about Cocaine Bear which by the way was a true story so it's got more, <laughs> it's got more semblance in reality than any of these films and even right. Guardians of the Galaxy right you can sit back you can detach yourself from reality for two hours while you watch them but these sort of films need to have some sort of foothold in reality, and they don't. Because these no. films, the way these films started off was gritty racing-based movies where the people who were racing were involved in organised crime on the side, which is oh, yeah. a double storyline. See this? <laughs> all of a sudden, they're all, they're all James Bond. I'm not <laughs> honestly. It's just an absolute shambles of the franchise, man. And, aye, and aye. Way, it's probably going to go down as one of the most successful movie franchises of all time. Well, well aye, because uh, no matter what the release it goes, it hits a billion dollars. I know, I know. I think Vin Diesel on that just buy the tickets or sell or something. <laughs> see if we dare us, we'll get another one out and we can ask for more money. <laughs> but absolute crap thumbs down ah, big time thumbs down so we'll move on to the top five Keezy now this week Aye. we've been talking about this for a while we've had a few suggestions and somebody suggested that we do top five gangster movies right Aye. so getting back to what you were saying earlier on Keezy I've deliberately left the Godfather movies out here Holy. everybody chooses a Godfather for number Me so far. You've left them out. So, know, know how I picked my top five? What? You sent me a list of the top 50 greatest gangster movies ever. Right. I don't know what magazine it was that done it, but all I it did was, was read that list. Yeah, was it? I think it was Time, time Out. Magazine, right. So, all I did was go down that list and pick out my five favourite films from that list. Right. Three of which I didn't even I wouldn't even have considered them being gangster films. No, well I've left when I looked at the list, Pulp Fiction was on it, so I left that out because that would have been number one for me. You know, so <laughs> I've, I've left it out. But there's other ones on this list that, what you said, maybe wouldn't have considered a gangster movie. But we'll jump straight in. I'm going to give you my number five straight away, and I've went to Reservoir Dogs. Right. Okay. Yeah, good choice. Reservoir Dogs. I don't think there's any argument that it's a gangster movie. No. You know what I mean, obviously, it's about a diamond heist that goes tits up, but it's a gang. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they're gangsters. <laughs> uh, and a great film. It's it's only on for an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. Aye. And it's one of the ones that keeps you glued to it. And there's so many different threads throughout the movie there's different relationships between people in their past and stuff like that and there's obviously um, if you've not seen Reservoir Dogs by now I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast but <laughs> spoiler alert um, like Mr. Bond Aye. psycho absolute psycho you don't see that side of it until he's on his own in there with that police officer. Oh, aye. I think that will go down as one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. Definitely. Absolutely. I've been about it. Getting back to what we were talking about earlier, soundtrack, 
absolutely stellar from start to finish. So it's a hundred percent tremendous film, um, and maybe not in the the mafia sort of gangster side of things that you maybe would have been expecting, but it's a gangster movie, so it's definitely in the top five for me. Aye, if you're listening to this and you're ex- and you're waiting on me seeing certain films, and I apologise because I'm not seeing any of them. As I said. I just picked my five favourite films that are on this that were on that list, and four of them are four of them all time favourite films ever. And then this one at number five is we actually mentioned it earlier is Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Aye. Aye. I suppose that's a gangster movie. Aye. You want me to change that one? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was on that list for some aye. reason, aye. but uh, gangster movie because it's a gang. Aye. Aye. Uh, Hispanic gang no that's not, it, Hispanic. not Hispanic sorry uh, they're Korean because he's that's it right okay aye, and he's the only one that can stand up to them aye and by the way what a film oh big cleanse he's just phenomenal aye he's great phenomenal. it's just a great film you never get the feeling that he was just being himself in that movie <laughs> 100% aye oh God, that guy must be he must be banned for most most nice venues and stuff like that just purely because <laughs> I, I get the feeling that that's the way he is in real life you know what I mean but I don't think any studios would want him publicising his own films or anything like that doing interviews or anything ain't he? definitely not <laughs> he's, he's a he's, he's a wrong in this but you end up loving him anyway because oh, kind of like what I was saying earlier on about uh, A Man Called Otto he, it's like a redemption movie as well aye you know? But uh, this this guy is obviously an old. He's he's racist because of what he's seen in the past, uh, and it he, he can't distance certain people for their race and their culture because of what he's experienced at the hands of their people of their race and their culture in the past. Aye. So uh, don't get me wrong; I'm not trying to justify any sort of racism or anything. you know that. It, obviously, as the movie goes on, he softens up and he becomes really good mates with uh, the young boy from Lassie next door and that, that whole family. It is, it is a lot like a, a man called Otto, except... Like, I beat a lot of violence. I, I, ah, fuck, I, a lot of violence, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great film, Gran Torino. Oh, it's, it's absolutely it's brilliant. Times, man. Aye. Do you know what? That, that's just reminded me of an awful film that I should have had in this list and I've not got it here. I don't know if it's in your list, so I don't want to mention it, but if any of your movies <laughs> get Michael Caine in them? No, he's not. No, well, actually, I was thinking about that film there as well, because it's like the British version, isn't it? Aye, exactly. Aye. It is, it's like the, it's like the British <laughs> version. Yeah. And it, that's two films, if you've not seen them, I urge you to watch them, because they're two brilliant films, man. Two Aye, definitely. films. So, moving on to my number four. Of get the departed. Which right. Good choice. I've never seen Inferno Affairs. Right. No. So I can't comment on the fact that this is a, a remake yet, but this film is brilliant. And do you know what somebody was telling me the other day? Jack Nicholson and Ray Winston, who are Ray Winston's Jack Nicholson's right hand man in the movie. Aye, aye, aye. Absolutely detest each other and never spoke a word to each other the entire time this movie was getting made other than when is that right? aye 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 so uh, Ray Winston says that 
Jack Nicholson's an arsehole, but I'll be honest with you, I think it might be the other way about. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want a hinky Jack Nicholson being a no, and I'm quite no. happy to hinky bet three six five to be an arsehole <laughs> <laughs> definitely aye. aye I'm team Jack no bother this film um, Martin Sheen plays like the chief of police and this aye. I don't know if I've mentioned this before but my mate Ben uh, McSorley's dad had that role and uh, something happened with his visa or something along the lines and he had to he had to give up that role and uh, oh my god anyway they hired Martin Sheenan instead <laughs> so uh, every time he sees that film he must be like why oh my god <laughs> uh, he's, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about he was in Braveheart he was in a film called Veronica Gannon which is a great film um, right. that's, that's a true story about an Irish journalist who was murdered um, because she okay. got too close to the truth um, right. and if you're a Father Ted fan he played Father Todd Unctious in the, in the Golden Cleric episode of Father Ted right, okay. so he's the guy in Braveheart that slits William Wallace's wife's throat oh for Christ's sake so, yeah. uh, he's angry it's He's a brilliant actor, and he would have brought loads to that role as well. But I can't imagine the movie without Martin Sheen in it. No. <laughs> and by the way, we're talking about this film. I've not even mentioned DiCaprio. I've not mentioned oh. uh, Wahlberg either, who was excellent Aye. in it as well. Oh, Matt Wahlberg was phenomenal in this. Aye. Phenomenal. The whole film was brilliant from start to finish. It's a film that I've watched about ten times. Went to see it in the film uh, in the cinema with Jarvie. Were you there? I think it was, aye. And we went to see that. I nearly jumped in my skin at one point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aye. I know that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but uh, it's like, twists and turns, man. Folk get, folk get wiped out. You're not expecting it to happen to them and stuff like that. And just a right good like gangster crime movie. And aye, it's a film I go back to again and again. And a great soundtrack again. Oh, definitely, aye, aye. So, and that's the only film that Scorsese's won the Oscar for, isn't it? Yep, yep. Won Best so, Director. The Departed is number four for me. Great choice. Uh, this film shouldn't be number four on any bloody list, but I have to order it in, in the order of my favourite films, and it is, it's number four, it's, it's Pulp Fiction. You left it off, but... Aye, I, put I left it, in. it off, mate. Aye. Thank goodness, at least we've got different movies here. It could have been, like, the last time when it was just, <laughs> so my number two is your number one, and your number three. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should probably run our lists by each other before we do this, to be honest. <laughs> I think we're safe this one. I don't think we're going to have the same at all. Uh, especially when I heard that you'd left off Pulp Fiction, I was like, oh, yeah, that's good then, because I've got it. I mean, we don't, again, the other films, we don't have to say much about Pulp Fiction. Oh, I think we've spoken off about Pulp Fiction. Oh, aye. That's sure. It's, it's everything that we just said about, everything that's brilliant about the films previous is the same with this. Soundtrack, acting, just everything about it. Just amazing films. Tremendous. And if you've not seen Pulp Fiction, remedy that immediately because it's behind Rocky Four, it's my favourite movie of all time. (laughs) Um, So we'll go on to my number three now, uh, which is Donnie Brasco. Oh, great. What can you say? What can you say? (laughs) You know what I mean? You've got Al Pacino, you've got Johnny Depp, you've got this 
loving relationship that's built on a lie the whole time. Aye. You've got the straight policeman who's gets into the goes undercover to try and bring this family down and ends up being immersed in it so much that he loses his family and stuff like that. And just, a, just a, an absolute classic. And it's another film that I go back to time and time again. And I think this is one of our Sean's favourites. And also, oh, um, definitely, without a doubt, it was always going to be in my top five. It just depended what level it was at. But the two that I've got ahead of it are just, just <laughs> honestly, man, like, I love them. I, I love them that much that Donnie only got to number three. <laughs> These are all great films so far. So, and uh, what's third for you? This one's no exception. Maybe people arguably with the position it's in but we've spoke and again another one we've spoke about a hundred times and we love it it's a lock stock and two smoking barrels yeah I forgot about them that and snatch ah <laughs> <laughs> so you've got lock stock right so if snatch isn't in your top two then no no so you prefer lock stock to snatch oh death easy Aye. I love the two of them, but I think I prefer Snatch purely for Bricktop. I think he's ah, he is amazing. Aye. He is. I, I prefer the the partner in Lockstock. Aye, we get the Fletcher and all that. And... Oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Feel safer with a chicken drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, stop getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those amazing most quotable films and is, man. who's the hardest man in Britain that was in it I always wish the hell he got to see the film oh aye aye he died before it uh, get released didn't he aye What's his name again he was Can't. he was absolutely fantastic in it Len- uh, Lenny aye Lenny McLean was it Lenny McLean that's him aye aye uh, he was, he was good in that as well. He was, he was oh, good he was in that. Aye, um, he, does, he does give you the idea that he's just an absolute badass, which he was. Oh, God, aye. the governor? I've got his autobiography. That's a good read, man. Aye, the, the documentary on Netflix about him is brilliant as well. Guy Ritchie's been chasing that ever since. Hint I know. Aye. Well, according to you, you, you think there's not much in it between that and snatching? There's not. There isn't much in it. I just prefer Lockstock, but I would never argue that one's better than the other because they're both right. brilliant. I think you're right about the, the quote, uh, quotability as well, but I think Snatch maybe uh, pips up with the quotability. Aye. Oh, aye. Bricktop, mate. Every single body line's quotable. <laughs> aye. So that's true as well. Uh, my favourite <laughs> one's... Uh, and he's like, oh, oh, we've got to change fighters, don't worry. This guy's mustard. He goes, oh, I don't care if it's Mohammed Amar Bruce Lee. He can't change <laughs> fighters. <laughs> Mohammed Amar Bruce Lee. What a name. <laughs> oh, that is class, eh? <laughs> and, and, but I definitely deserves a place in the top five, actually. I, I totally forgot about it. Two movies, man. Oh, at least we've, we've gave it a mention as well, so. And they're on a par with each other. Aye, without a doubt. So, number two for me, it was a toss-up between these two for first and second. I right. thought, well, I go with the one that everybody would think I would go with for number one. 
so I decided I'd right. go with the one that everybody would think of. <laughs> then number two, I went for a Bronx Tale, which... Oh, right, okay. Right. In my eyes, an absolute masterpiece. It transcends the gangster thing. It, like Chaz Palminteri, who actually wrote it, he, he done a, he done like a Rocky. It was a stage play. It was a one-man stage play, right? Aye. He wrote it and he decided that he would turn that into a, a script and he turned that into a script and he took it to all of the, all of the studios and he got offered uh, two million dollars he was on his arse he, was in the, he didn't have a penny like Stallone right, right. and um, he decided nah I'm going to gamble on myself because he wanted to play Sonny who's the main the main character aye, aye. and all the studios wanted Travolta or De Niro or somebody like that you know what I mean and uh, Chaz Palminteri says no I want to play Sonny he's only getting a movie unless I can play Sonny so he ended up taking a huge loss on what he could have got on it he got that out there when he eventually got to play Sonny and you can't imagine anybody else playing Sonny you know that way no he's great he's brilliant he's tremendous but uh, he doesn't talk about the boy that played uh, C in the movie because that boy ended up in the jail for doing a lot of bad things, man. And he, he ended up doing a lot of time, I. And so he did, like, whenever he's doing an interview, that's off limits. You're not allowed to speak to him about that. Oh, right. Aye, he doesn't. He doesn't answer any questions about that. But if you've not Fair seen a Bronx Tale and you're a fan, uh, like gangster mafia kind of kind of movies. It's a film I've seen, right? But it's been so long that it's kind of like actually I did the same with Goodfellas. Um, I hadn't seen that for years, and then I watched it. Like, My God, what a film! So I'm going to do that with this as well, and hopefully I get the same reaction because I know it's great. But it's brilliant, mate, and you'll you'll appreciate it more now that you're a bit older as well. And you really will. You'll enjoy it more uh, than you did when you were younger. Um, so what have you got it, on at number two? Definitely. Right, so you'll be like that oh, for Christ's sake, but I mean, it's, it's just it's just a masterpiece. It's uh, some like it hot. I've never seen it. No, I, I don't know. You would have seen it. I, I mean, like, it's, I like it's, it. It's... I like it cold. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of the funniest films ever made. Um, Tony Curtis and Jack Clemmon, they're jazz musicians and they're playing at a club in Chicago and they witness a mafia murder. And they some they, they escape, but they yeah, have to go into hiding. Yeah, I hope we forgot Judgment Night. Oh Christ! They asked an honourable mention before the number ones. Then, <laughs> um, aye. So they witness a murder by the mafia. They have to go into hiding, and they decide that they to dress up as women and hide in an all female jazz band that are touring around Florida. And uh, Marilyn Monroe's the lead singer. So, during the day... Hold on a minute. That sounds an awful lot like Sister Act. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, forgot about Sister Act. (laughs) 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 Joint number two, something like a hot and Sister Act. (laughs) And then number Um, one, Sister Act two, back in your heart. <laughs> um, aye, so during the day, Tony Curtis is Marilyn Monroe's best friend when he's the woman, right. so he can learn living about her. And at night, he's himself trying to pull her. Right. Um, 
so he's when he's at night he's pretending to be a, a multi-millionaire right and there's a, a yacht parked off uh, the shore and he's pretending that's his right but the old, there's an old guy that uh, owns it and to get him off the yacht Jack Lemon has to stay dressed up as a woman and take the old guy out on dates so that he, so Tony Curtis can get Marilyn Monroe onto the yacht and it's absolutely fucking hilarious oh, Jack Lemon starts loving it they're doing the tango and all that he's, it, mate, it's, it's, so, it's so funny it's, it's genius stuff um, an all time classic you wonder if and it's got the mafia in it so it counts I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's probably been ripped off a good few times, like we just mentioned. But it's it's white, great white stuff. White chicks, white chicks, kind of. Long railings, kind of. But um, I, it's 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 brilliant stuff. It, the two of them are uh, Jack Lemmon's amazing. Absolutely, all time legend. So number two for Keezy, some like it hot. Number one for me. <laughs> Good fellas. Aye, sorry, I, I let that slip earlier. I mentioned don't, it there. Don't you worry yourself. I think anybody with <laughs> a pair of years knew what was coming anyway. Aye, <laughs> uh, it's a uh, good fellas. I, again, it's just Scorsese. Just, Aye. he knows how to do it, doesn't he? He knows how Aye. to make the gangster movies. He knows how to cast the gangster movies. He's, there's, I don't think there's been a character quite as intimidating as Joe Pesci oh. and Goodfellas man he's, he's just, he's, he's, he couldn't handle knowing somebody like that oh mate honestly just like fly off the handle at the, the least wee sort of thing you know, it was a casino as well which is uh, another honourable mention that we forgot, <laughs> to, we forgot to actually mention the honourable mentions, but I... Um, oh, shit, so we did, <laughs> that's, the only two, <laughs> that's the only two, anyway. But, uh, <laughs> as you know, Goodfellas is one of my all-time favourite movies, full stop. I love gangster aye. movies. I love heist movies, and this kind of rolls two into one. So there's no... Like, there's obviously the big... The big uh, Airline robbery where they, where they steal all the money. Oh, brilliant. And really... Oh, that, that scene. Aye, just really lay low, don't they? They're all turning up the wives, getting new fur coat and all that on. Bring it Fucking. back. Bring it back. Hitting <laughs> <laughs> up with the newspaper and all that. <laughs> and they all turn up. And, and that, especially, look, the music when... Is it Layla that plays over? Die. Die the... When they've... Whacked everybody that's that, that it could make it lead back to them, and then obviously Joe Pesci's character gets whacked as well while that's that song's playing. What a scene that is! That's that's yeah. a scene that lives with you for life, isn't it? Mate. Aye, it's what again. I know we've said this a couple of times already, but when you're watching it and see if that song's not playing in the background, that scene's not as memorable as his way with that song playing. So the strength of music in movies is not to be underestimated, man. No. Definitely not. But Goodfellas, for me, is still top five movies of all time, easily. I love it, man. Nah. It's brilliant. You should have went second on this, because your films are actually gangster movies. <laughs> uh, well, this is, a, this is a gangster movie. Um, Transformers. <laughs> no, it's, it's I think it makes it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
think this might be another one you, they might not have seen, and it's the Sting. Oh, the Sting, aye. Aye, uh, Robert Redford, Paul Newman, and Robert Shaw. And what a triple threat that is for a cast. Um, Shaw on his own, man. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Robert so Redford, he's one, bo- one of the most underrated actors of all time. Aye. Without a doubt, aye. He's the baddie in this, and obviously he's the baddie. I think he's ever been the goodie, is he? I believe he enjoys. <laughs> oh, I suppose I he was like, there was a face oh, turn. Oh, I'm going to catch this <laughs> fish for you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, so he's a baddie. Robert Redford plays a small-time con man. He's, he's trying to rip off Robert Shaw, and it, it goes wrong, and his pal gets murdered, but he, he escapes. Um, and so he's trying to get revenge and he enlists Paul Newman who's known as the greatest grifter mm-hmm. out there so he, he gets in touch with him and the two of them come up with a master plan to get revenge on Robert Shaw uh, and it's so that's it, Robert Shaw, Paul Newman and Steve McC- and Ro- uh, Robert Redford Robert, uh, Robert Redford and Paul Newman are the goodies the two of them together I mean Bruce Cassidy and the Sundance kid they are classic but the two of them together is just movie magic and then putting him up against an awesome baddie like Robert Shaw it's hilarious it's exciting it's it's giving and it's twists and turns and twists and turns and then more twists and turns um, it might have already twists and turns and all that but is it as good as the Untouchables? aye easy better really? I actually forgot the Untouchables I as well but I <laughs> was <laughs> no, it's no, it's, it's well better aye I mean, this film's been ripped off a hundred times, though. Aye. So I think if you're watching it in the first time, you're like, you're probably thinking you've seen it all the time. But this was the first film to do what it what it done. Um, it's just there's a, there's a scene, one of my favourite ever movie scenes. It's they're trying to get Robert Shaw's attention, so they're playing. He, he plays in a high stakes poker game, and Paul Newman's playing against him, and Paul Newman's pretending to be absolutely bloated. Right. And it's just an amazing, it's just an incredible scene. It's I just love the film so much. It's like to try and rip folk off gambling, is it? That scene's genius, but the whole film's, it's just phenomenal. Uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. It won the best, it won the Oscar for Best Picture. So I think people would still love it, surely. It's, it's magic. We've mentioned 10 amazing films, but we haven't mentioned the Godfather. I'll tell you, I prefer. Oh, the Godfather part, part two. two. I prefer. The uh, second yeah. one. <laughs> I, I do. I prefer the second one. I think it's most. They're not quite. They're gangster movies. Obviously, they're, they're the pinnacle of gangster movies. Let's not fuck about. You know? Oh god! It's the greatest uh, gangster franchise that has ever been, and probably will ever be. Definitely. But I can see why, like, folk watching it now, like younger folk. They don't have the appreciation for that storytelling, like I was talking about earlier. I know. You know what I mean? So a lot of people find them slow and maybe a bit boring, but Aye. they're really not, man. It, it, still no. to this day, I've still never seen the third one, purely because folk have put me off it by talking about it in such bad terms, you know what I mean? But Aye. I think I need to sit down and watch it, because if I can manage to separate that for the, the first two movies and I'll probably enjoy the movie on I think its merit. I think it on its own merit is still a good film. I, I've only ever seen it once and I can only remember how bad 
a Sofia Coppola is acting in it is is atrocious. But that's she's not really an actress, though, so it's a bit harsh. Very boring. But that's a, it's a wee bit of nepotism there for uh, Francis Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, so a wee bit of nepotism there for him. <laughs> but listen, if you can't make two of the greatest uh, gangster movies of all time and then be allowed to cast your daughter in the last one, then... Uh, then what the hell's the point? When she's a wee lassie, listen, I'm going to do these two films, right? And then once we get to the third one, then I've got a role for you. So if you <laughs> start, start taking acting classes and that and she just forgot. <laughs> what a list of films that is if you haven't seen any of those 10, 11, 12 or how many whatever film we mentioned there watch it <laughs> because Aye. they're absolute classics and they wouldn't be in the top 5 if they were shite so no. um, so next um, next episode's top 5 is the top 5 worst movies that we've ever watched <laughs> so that's actually it's been quite quick. I feel as if we've only been doing this for about 15 minutes. It maybe no feel bad to the people that are listening to us. I don't think there's no bother with a quiz tonight, eh? Nah, we'll not do a quiz uh, tonight, mate. We'll, we'll well, set up a quiz for the next time. We'll have a wee, a wee guest on the next time we were supposed to have one tonight. But stupid me left it too late to give him a shout. So, <laughs> uh, we'll get him for the next time, eh? Definitely, aye. As you might have noticed, Keezy, throughout this whole episode, I've been saying about music in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if you noticed that I was laying the ground, the ground. I, I, I thought, I thought you were right. right so, <laughs> um, this is when you told me what it was. I was blown away because this is genuinely a once in a lifetime opportunity um, to get to see this person in concert so easy tell them who you went to see the one and only John Williams conducting the shit Chicago Symphony Orchestra the shit Chicago <laughs> <laughs> sorry conducting the Chicago <laughs> Symphony Orchestra um, when I bought the ticket it was a complete fluke I got it and I've never been more excited about having a concert ticket since Michael Jackson at the O2, and we all know what happened there. So I never told, I never told a soul that I was going to this. Never told it. I didn't want to jinx it because he's no spring chicken. I'm no spring chicken. There was like anything could happen here. Um, when I was on the holiday, I was away for ten days, and it was the last night. Chris, this ticket never left my bloody side. <laughs> I had it on me at all times. I know. Um, it was a, it was presented by a guy called Richard Kaufman, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he was a violin player in Jaws, and uh, mm-hmm. so he, he did like a basically read out all John Williams' career highlights and told a few stories about Jaws and answered a few questions, right? And that was brilliant on its own. Aye. But that see when uh, when John Williams' music's played at the Royal Concert Hall. He's the conductor, so it gave credibility to those things as well. Like, ah, Chris, this is John, one of John Williams' colleagues. I actually thought it was John Williams that was going to be in Glasgow, and remember I sent you it, and that excited that I didn't even <laughs> read the poster. I was just, I sent, remember I sent it to you, and you still uh, on that you were going to see him that night. 
No, I know. And it was the same night that that concert was on in Glasgow. <laughs> um, so I was sitting there, watched that bit, and I, I was about 20 rows for the front, so it was, it was a great spot. And then uh, one of the guys asked a question about a film score that he was going to play, and he says, he says no, he's not playing that tonight. If you look at the programme, you'll see what he is playing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Because... The oh, concert before it, he only does. Moment. He only does about five or five or six concerts every couple of years. He doesn't play that many, but the last previous concert, forty-two years old, mate. <laughs> I know. And, and he, the last one he did was in San Francisco, right? But it was to like showcase some violin maestro, and it was all this concerto number three, concerto number five, and it was like. Like memoirs of Agisha and like Schindler's List and, and things like that. There was no Superman, no and Indiana Jones. Jones. There was no no Jurassic Park, right? So my number one pick was Superman, right? So I, I opened up the program down the list. Was like, damn it, he's not playing it. Shit. Oh wait, there's Jurassic Park and oh, there's Indiana Jones five. Ah, close enough. So when it came on, the first song he played was for the Olympic Games theme. Right, and not much I love the Olympics, so I made the tears were falling down my face straight away. <laughs> and then it was the and then it was the the, the theme tune for Far and Away, but I didn't never like the film, but the theme tune's great. And then he played all the stuff for Harry Potter. Oh, and all that stuff was was absolutely tremendous. And he played one of my favourites, which is Born on the Fourth of July. Which is a lesser, it's a well known film, but it's a lesser known John Williams score. That's an amazing theme. Again, it was like, oh, what, what a moment that was. And then he, for the first time in the concert, he spoke, and it was about ET. And he was talking about that, and he, he spoke to somebody at NASA about how fast would a wee kid have to pedal their bike to actually take off. And the guy said, 17,000 miles an hour. He says, well, the music will have to be magical then for people to believe it. Mm. And uh, he played the last 10 minutes of E.T. And it was seeming it builds and builds and builds Aye. to the, the main hook. I started fucking peddling. I was like, this is absolutely <laughs> brilliant, man. I was like, I can't believe I'm sitting here listening to this. And, but see, when he, when he walked on stage, I mean, he's 91 years old. And he, he, was sh- he shuffled on and he was getting helped up the, to his podium and it was, took took a while and it was to see when he picked up the baton he turned into a 40 year old man waving, he was like Zorro waving this thing about it was like he had the energy more energy than I've ever had it was like that's incredible and uh, so that was the first half and then it was uh, then there was like a break and I was listening to like young guys behind me and they were going this is fucking incredible. <laughs> what have we done to deserve to be here? I was like, this is great, man. And then, uh, so the second half, there was a, a new theme he did for the college championship football game, which was a good theme, right? But I wish that had been Superman, but you can't get them all. The, the two negatives was no Superman and no Jaws. So on the, on the set list, there was, there, was no, there was no Superman, no Jaws, and it said Indiana Jones 5, but I thought, right, that's close enough. So Jurassic Park's next, and it was it's the best thing I've ever seen. I mean, it was just... We went into the pictures to see it with the orchestra, and that was brilliant. I mean, this was just... I had the perfect view of the violin, 
guys had the perfect view of John Williams and had the perfect view of the trumpet player for the second bit and it was just this is oh absolutely amazing stuff <laughs> uh, and then the next song was the, the tune for Indiana Jones 5 but it was a completely different it was just a new thing that he'd written for Phoebe Waller Bridges character ah uh. So she's not, she's uh, that was managed so that, to ruin the movie. She's ruined, managed uh, to ruin your concert and all. Exactly. I was deflated, man. I was like, I just wanted to hear them go, did it at some uh, point? I didn't care what theme it was. I thought it would have been in there somewhere, but it wasn't. It was just this new theme. So I was a bit deflated by that. But then there was a couple other themes, and then he played all the, the Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just it was sensational. Uh, Star Wars the last 10 minutes of A New Hope, it was just, I mean, one of the greatest geniuses of all time playing his most famous theme, probably. Yeah, it was him. just... No, he didn't, actually. I'd, I'd have liked to have seen that one. Uh, that would have been good. Uh, but it was like, the, the main, the, the, the big main theme, it was one for Force Awakens, one for the Obi-Wan theme for the, the TV show, and then the last 10 minutes of Star Wars A New Hope. And the, the roof came off the place of like that. I mean, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed, but that was absolutely incredible. I mean, it was a standard ovation after every song. And then he went off, and then he comes back on, and the place erupts. He signals one more, one more, and he played Yoda's theme. Aye. Right? Which is a nice enough theme, but I was like, right, okay, he's playing one more, and he's picked this one. It's great, but. And then again, another standing ovation, and he walked away, and then he went back up and picked up the baton. And then Indiana Jones, Chris, oh, yeah. I fucking jumped off my chair, punched the hair, and went, Yeah, fucking beauty! <laughs> and everybody done the same. A big collective laugh went up when, it, when it was the tune started, as if to say, Ah, you got as good, John, you got as good. Yeah, yeah, white old dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was flying, man. I was conducting at this point. It was just, it was phenomenal. And then again, the police erupts. He goes off again and he comes back on again. Oh. Another 10 minutes standing ovation and he finishes with uh, Imperial March, Darth oh. Vader. Ruth nearly comes off. And I'm just sitting there like, this is, oh, I was high as a kite after it. It was, <laughs> it was just everything I wanted. It was uh, phenomenal. And I just my money back for no Superman. <laughs> That's what Dave Stewart said. That's probably the best concert I've ever been to, but I'm going to that's my money back. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with you? What is it with you? I know. I know. You travel all the way to Germany to see the Scorpions. They don't even play Winds of Change. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Aye. Get your Dan, your, your suitcase. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just know that with me, I'm not going to get the. It, it was a fifty-fifty. I said if I don't get Superman, I, I need to get Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones, and that would make up for it. Um, but Superman be your first choice or Jurassic Park? Do you know what? Obviously, I remember, I remember sitting in the cinema when we went to see Superman Returns. Nah. See when that music started. No. Every hair in my body was standing up. <laughs> so it, 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 you know how much a Superman marker. Uh, you know I mean? super, super- I'm not going to lie that that was my first choice as well. But 
I'm not trying. I still to love Not trying to piss on your trips at all. No, no, like, no. Going to see that. Like I say, there's a once in a lifetime thing, you know. Aye. The guy's 91 years old. Yeah, let's be honest, you're not going to see him again. No, it's um, never, never going to happen again. No. But if it, I would have definitely wanted Jaws and Superman, but being there and seeing Jurassic Park and all the Star Wars stuff and Indiana Aye. Jones. Have you? Would it's just the guy's just he's probably the last living legend of his. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. I I heard some absolute. I mean, the Olympic Games thing means absolutely nothing to MDLs, but it fucking meant everything to me. Aye, I mean, you wouldn't have even thought about the Olympic Games one. No. No, no, I, mean, no, I never noticed it on the set list either. That's a good so when, surprise for you. Oh, it was the first. So when it came on, I was, as I said, I was balling my body. You say it. Absolutely, I know. I was nearly in tears at the end of Galaxy the Galaxy. So I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back buzzing to tell everybody, right? And ninety percent of the people I told said, "Who the fuck is John Williams?" Right, and uh, I don't even need to said, ask who that was. <laughs> it was everybody. I was like, I was like, oh well, won't be speaking to him again, right? Won't be speaking to him again. <laughs> Some big names have fallen. <laughs> um, and uh, I said to my mate uh, Cheesy, I was like, do you know who John Williams is? He's like, uh, John Williams. I think I sat next to him in modern studies. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. There's nobody in the way anymore. He's like, I thought I, yeah, I, thought I, I was going to get a reaction out of me. Oh, aye, aye. <laughs> uh, you're the second best reaction. Who was the first? Uh, I haven't seen him for ages, right? And I was raging that nobody was loving the, the John Williams thing. And I, he came into Owens. And I, I think I huddled three tables to get to him. A uh, big Kev Gilmore. Big Kev. I knew it was going to be a big Kev or Dave. I knew it was going to be a big <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was hanging on my every word. I was like, this is, this is more like it. Um, uh, as you say, it's a, one, it's a once in a lifetime thing. That is, mate. That definitely yeah, is. But and I loved, I loved up there. You've, well, you've, you can always say that you've seen him live. Do you know what I mean? Watch this. Aye. Before this episode comes out, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, he's made that story up just because John Williams is away. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do the music for Cocoon? No, I'm only- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen, mate, it's, as usual, your stories are tremendous, man. It's, it's, I love sitting listening to you. I really do. But anyway, um, I've had enough of you listening to you tonight. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I milked like, milk that story for everything. <laughs> told you, told you every note. I so I was sitting in row E, seat four. <laughs> Just next to me was seat fifteen, and a couple. Of, you know. <laughs> uh, but listen, man, I, as as I say, that well, you're good at telling a tale. You can, you can. I'll give you that. But, um, Without any further ado, Keezy, with that, we are out of time.
peaches, peaches.